Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Sierra with Sierra DIY What?, She uh, does all sorts of crafting and woodworking projects, uh, mainly around home decor and DIY stuff around the home. Uh, Really has a great Instagram page and also YouTube channel. And so I think you will really enjoy listening to this episode. She probably has one of the most uh, or more unique backgrounds of any of the Maker Moms I've had on here so far. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to that. But before we get to the interview, uh, just a reminder that if you want to become a Patreon of the Maker Mom podcast, you can go to Patreon forward slash Maker Mom podcast. Um, I appreciate all the patrons on there for supporting this podcast and helping to keep it going so we can reach out to more and more Maker Moms and share their stories with you. So please go check that out. And with no further ado, here is Sierra. Well, for starters, why don't we just start with um, if you can give a brief introduction about yourself, things you like to make, about your family life, whatever you feel like sharing. Okay. So I am... I don't know. I guess I'm a crafter, a DIYer, a woodworker. I work with wood. I do um, a lot of dollar store um, DIYs. I do a lot of home decor DIYs, a lot of crafts that basically you can just put anywhere in your house or for any use, um, office DIYs. So I think I do a little bit of everything as far as that. Um, I've been married for four years in October, and we have a 16-month-old little girl. Her name is Mila, and she's a riot. <laughs> so she she's um, a handful. So she takes up a lot of my um, time. So when I do have free time, I craft. Okay, awesome. And yeah, 16 months is uh, <laughs> just getting into yeah. the thick of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's walking, she's talking, she's tearing up and, you know, ruling the house. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's go back a little bit. What was your childhood like? Like, where'd you grow up? What things were you interested in? Okay, so I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So it's a small little town, Levittown. Um, So I played sports all throughout middle school, high school, and... um, I don't know. Um, my mom, how I got into crafting, my mom would take us to a craft store on the weekend and she'd be like, okay, pick something out. You guys, me and my sister, pick something out you guys want to make or you guys want to paint or color or whatever the case is. And from there, it just started to progress into, you know, bigger crafts and bigger um, projects that we would do. 
Okay. Um, is your sister as much into like crafting now as you are? <laughs> no, she calls me and she's like, Hey, um, your niece needs this done. Can you do this for her school project? Or, um, I saw this, um, can we do this for their birthday or this shirt looks cute? Can you do this shirt for us? So that's her, that's as far as it goes with my sister. <laughs> All right. Um, what did you do post, um, high school? Post high school, I went to college um, for four years. I graduated in four years, and then I started working. Um, <clears throat> and I, I definitely had different goals as far as what I was going to do after I got out of college. And it just progressed into something completely different and um, turned me into turned me into turned me to a different direction of where I, where I wanted to go in life. Okay, what what was your career in? So I went to school for communication studies and um, criminal justice. So I was going to go to law school a year after I graduated. And I took an, um, a job at a local prison, um, being a case worker in the prison. And from there, um, I definitely, I didn't go to law school and I became a bounty hunter. Okay, that is like an absolute first for a <laughs> guest on the show being a bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, I, I became a bounty hunter, and um, clearly that was not law school. <laughs> and and um, I did that for about five years. And in the midst of being a bounty hunter, I went back to school to get my master's. I got my master's in um, business. And from there, I was like, okay. I want to have a family. I want to have a, a stable job. I want to, you know, not be high strung all the time because as you can imagine, that job is very stressful. So I started looking into other um, routes to, you know, use my degrees and figure out what I wanted to do. And I ended up, um, now I work for the government. So Okay. So you're still like, like, so you have that as like a full-time job. And then, like, the kind of crafting DIY woodworking on the side? Yeah, so I um, I work full-time at my regular job. And then when I can find time or on the side, I DIY. Okay. Um, well, so you started crafting as a kid a little bit. But, like, how long have you been maybe, like, would you say, like, more, I don't know, with professionally, but more uh right. doing it more regularly and getting into woodworking I think in the past year and a half I've been doing way more professional DIYing and um crafting um as far as like selling things and you know using it as a business that's more recent um I just wanted to get more comfortable with tools and just anything in general before I wanted to give it to someone else so I would say in the past like seven months uh I've been actually like using it as a side business all right did you have any intention of turning it into a side business or a business at all when you kind of got more into it no I honestly I just did it because I would post on snapchat and people would be like well how'd you do this can you show me how to do this can you make this for me and honestly I just got into it because I was like well I can show you better than I can tell you. So let me record this and show you how I did it. And then 
see if you can do it yourself. And if you can't do it yourself, then I'll do it for you. Okay, awesome. So you're also the first maker mom I've had bring up Snapchat on here. Everybody talks about, you know, Instagram and YouTube. So if you don't mind, I want to kind of dive into like, how did you use Snapchat to kind of get that audience, I guess? So, um, so with Snapchat, what I did was I decided I'm going to make myself a makeup vanity. And because my husband was tired of me using all the spaces in the house for my makeup. So I decided, you know, what, I'm going to do a makeup vanity. And I decided to go to the thrift store and find an old um, dresser and then redo it. So as I was doing that, I was using Snapchat to record the steps like, hey, this is the DIY that I'm doing this week. And this is where I'm at in the stage. And every step I would um, put on my Snapchat and people would comment like, okay, what's next? Or what step are you doing next? Or um, what color are you going to do with knobs? And I would use that to ask them like, oh, you know, what should I do to this part of it? Or what should I line these with? Or, you know, this knob or this knob, this color, or this color. So I basically used Snapchat for the whole entire project until it was done. And then when I was finished everything, I put all the snaps together and made a video and put that on Instagram. Okay. Now, so this is, I guess this question, I mean, is, was Snapchat, did you just use that because you were like already comfortable with that platform? Yeah, I was on Snapchat, at the time I was on Snapchat a lot. So I was just like, and I, if I remember correctly, I don't even think Instagram had their little Insta stories at this time yet. So this was before Instagram had Insta stories. So Snapchat was at its like height at this point in time. Okay. And so you were just basically putting it up in your Snapchat stories or whatever. I can't, mm -hmm. whatever they yeah. call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and at the time, I mean, were you getting interaction from like, everybody or was it kind of like family and friends and then that branched out so I don't I never found out the logistics of how snapchat works with their algorithm but there were people that I didn't know and I had my snapchat open for a public view so it was a lot of people um questioning like you know what I was doing and you know wanting to see the finished look and everything so it was a lot of people that were watching I think I was each story was getting maybe like 600 views at, at a time that's that's great. Like I like I said, I haven't had any other maker moms on the uh, show mention Snapchat, but um, you know I've listened to uh, Gary V in the past, and he always talked about like well using every social platform, but that right. like Snapchat could be used for that. Um, yeah, it's just nothing I've good, ever gotten into. A good one. I haven't used Snapchat since because I've gone to other platforms, but. To start out, that's how it was useful for when I first started. That's, yeah, that's great. Um, so is there, so what platforms then do you more regularly use now? So now I use YouTube for my videos every week, um, Instagram for pictures, interaction, and then I use Pinterest. Okay, yep. And I, I pin all of my products to um, Pinterest. Okay. Um, when you're doing projects, are you like, what are you working on? Is it stuff that somebody's like commissioned you for? Or are you just kind of like making your own stuff and then putting it out there? So I make my own stuff and then put it out there. But if someone um, asks me to make something, it's either they've already seen me do it before or they'll come to me and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing something like this. Can you do it? 
and I'll do it that way. Okay. Most of the things that, um, that I post on, on Instagram are my own things. I don't really post my, um, customer things until after I'm done or if they say it's okay for me to post it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing weekly YouTube videos. Yes, I'm currently doing one day a week, but I'm going to be switching to two days a week in August. You are crazy. I know. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I So I try to bulk film so that I can edit and everything on one day, film on, on one day, and then upload and just have it ready to scheduled for the release day. So I'm hoping with that kind of train of thought or that schedule I'll be able to do and maintain two days a week and that end it and it not drive me crazy but I'm not going to put pressure on myself that if I can't do um two days a week I'm like I feel horrible because I won't so <laughs> <laughs> all right um so just because um I want to kind of understand some of the numbers behind that too so has I mean you've been doing it daily so did you or do you have like insane growth of like followers and stuff? So on Instagram, um, I get a lot of followers every day, probably like, you know, 30, 20 to 30 a day on Instagram. And that's all organic um, following. So, you know, that's pretty hard. Yeah. It, it's a lot of work to keep up with, um, you know, gaining in, um, followers on Instagram and also engaging with um, followers on Instagram. So, you know, that takes a little bit of time. As far as my YouTube, um, I really, really just promote like crazy for my YouTube channel. And I started in October and I have about almost 600 follow- uh, subscribers right now on YouTube. So, you know, it's a little bit of growth, but it's so much with their algorithm and learning the ins and outs of it that even that that's like a full-time job. <laughs> so I just learn little by little and I rack people's brains and I ask a lot of questions to people who have a larger platform on YouTube. And even on Instagram, I'm still learning daily. So um, I, I try not to focus so much on the followers and the subscribers because I know that the con- if I put out great content, they'll follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Have you um, gone to any like conferences or anything around this stuff? No, I haven't. But I did hire um, a social media manager and um, – she was really helpful in like getting me to understand like um, just the ins and outs of different platforms and how I can use it to my advantage. So that helped a lot for me to gain the knowledge that I needed to just um, get that organic following. Okay. Excellent. But I do want to go to like, um, I think it's VidCon. Um, in any conference, honestly, or any meetup or, you know, whatever. I'm definitely interested in doing those things. Yeah, well, every February now there's um, WorkbenchCon, which is usually around makers who are doing content creation as well, like yeah, YouTube so and all that. I was getting into DIY really in the bulk of it last year, and I've seen so many people that I follow on Instagram there, and I'm like, I have to get there next year. So I'm definitely interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it's all good information they share too, some mm-hmm. of the stuff you're talking about, you know how to like grow yourself and everything. But okay, so here's like the big question I want to ask. If you're putting all of this work into all of these social media platforms and making, are you working to make that your full-time gig? 
So I struggle with this daily because I like I'm a businesswoman at heart and I like my job. <laughs> I like the company that I work for. I like, you know, just the ins and outs of it being every day. I've already owned my own business before as a bounty hunter. So I have that like experience of being on my own as a business person. So I'm not sure if I want to go back to owning my own thing where I don't have a full-time job or, or I don't work every day. If I went down to part-time, maybe at my job, I, I would consider like my business being my full-time income, but I'm not at the point right now where I'm like, okay, I want to do this all the time. And I want this to be my full-time job. I don't mind it being a side business where, you know, it bleeds into the work day or the work week. Um, but I'm, I don't know if I'm at the point where I'm like, I want to do this and nothing else. That's fair. That's fair. But I also have to know, like, again, daily videos is like hard time hustling plus full-time job. I know. Plus baby. How are you doing all of this? Honestly, I, I craft when my baby is napping or she sleeps at night and if I give myself, like, she's on a really good schedule. So she'll, by 7.30, she's already, like, winding down and ready for bed herself without me having to do very much. So we go through the bedtime routine. By 8 o'clock, she's in the bed. And from maybe, like, 8 to 11, I can craft if I want to. If my husband's, like, you know, occupied with something else. And <laughs> I can do that maybe a couple times a week. And honestly, some of the crafts that I do, they don't take that long or that much time. So I'm able to do that, you know, in that little bit of time. And then on Mondays, I'm off from my job. So I really just use Mondays to do everything. So that helps. Yeah. um, Doing that nighttime hustle can wear on you after a bit. Um. Yeah. So I don't do it too often during the week. Maybe like two-ish times a week, I'll do that. And then, you know, if she's napping on Saturday, Sunday, I'll do it during that time. But other than that, um, you know, I try to fit in there when I can. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you give an example? Like, what's some of the like, um, kind of your top projects that you've or top crafts you've done? So I did redo the um, dresser into the vanity, and that was um, a really popular one. And I still have people asking me, like, can you do a vanity for me? And it's like furniture redoing furniture is. is a lot of work so <laughs> I try not to tell people that I can do that because I hate saying no but because I can do it but it just takes a lot of time um I have done a couple of Dollar Tree crafts uh crafts where I've um you know took taken a couple of items from Dollar Tree and turned it into something some kind of home decor um a really popular one I did was um a DIY tic-tac-toe game from Dollar Tree items um Another popular one I've done is use clothespins to make a patriotic flag on a wreath for your front door. Um, that's been a couple, uh, a popular one. I'm currently making a, um, a Jenga set out of wood pieces for like, you know, a jumbo Jenga, Jenga set. So yeah, that's a couple of the things that I have done and that I'm working on. I mean, if you ask me, I have about 25 different projects 
written down that I'm gonna do at some point in time. So I'm always trying to figure out new things to do. Okay. Um, would you say your focus is more towards like it's for the home or like for kids or kind of that realm of stuff? Um, maybe I would say a lot of the things that I've done in the past have been for home decor. Um, but I think that as my daughter starts to do more things, more of my crafts will be geared towards um, her. Okay. Hello, Maker Moms. This week's episode is sponsored by Carolina Boots. As most of you know, one of the most important tools a maker can have is a good pair of work boots. Carolina Boots has been making safety footwear for Maker Moms since 1963. And you can get 10% off your very own pair by visiting carolinashoe.com and using coupon code MAKERMOM10 at checkout. These boots are made for function, not fashion, and they are built for her work. Um, so what does your workspace look like? Like, where are you working out of? <laughs> so my workspace is um, in one of our spare bedrooms. And it's, so I film in there, I craft in there, and it's fine for now. But as I start to do more things, get more tools, get more supplies, Everything is just, like, not organized the way that I want it. So I'm going to start, um, come the fall, I'm going to redo our work area down in our basement so that I can have filming space and craft space and organization with all of my tools, supplies, everything in one area. Because sometimes I'll craft in the kitchen and just bring my filming equipment down there. Sometimes I'm in the spare bedroom. Sometimes I'm outside. So I would just like to have organization and everything together. So being downstairs in the basement will be 20 times better. Okay. So what are like kind of some of your most go-to tools that you like to work with? I love my sander. I use, <laughs> I use that for more stuff than I really need to, but I love like a smooth surface when I'm doing woodworking, like it's very important. So my sander is one of my favorite tools to work with. Um, I just got a Cricut maker and it's literally amazing. And I want to use it for all of my projects all the time. <laughs> um, and I, it's really, it's, honestly weird but I'm very big on scissors so I always want to have like an amazing pair of scissors all the time okay so I know nothing about scissors or any of thing that takes scissors for crafting so what is considered a good pair of scissors so I'm not brand specific because I've tried a lot of brands and they are like there are good brands for good for good scissors um but honestly, if it's about like $20, $25 for the scissors, nine times out of 10, they cut through like a lot of material, a lot of like heavier things. So I towards I tend to go towards um, scissors that are more expensive so that I know the blade will hold up with whatever I'm cutting through. Okay. And it won't be like a jagged cut. It'll be a nice, you know, nice, even cut. That's mm -hmm. what I would 
So do you like do sewing as part of your crafting too? I don't because I am a terrible sewer. Like terrible. I took lessons. First of all, I failed home economics when I was in like high school two times, two years in a row. And because of that, I couldn't sew the project. It, that's how bad I was with sewing. And um, so once, I forget how old I was, maybe in my like early 20s, I took a sewing class and I'm like, okay, I could definitely do this. And I went out and I got a sewing machine, got all the parts, pieces, everything. I did maybe like two or three projects on it. And then I was like, mm, okay, now I have the logistics of how to sew again. I'm fine with it. And I never touched my sewing machine again. And I haven't forgotten, but just threading the machine is just so much for me. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to sew. So if it can't do like a quick hand stitch sewing, nine comes up then I probably won't do it. Uh, even like I just did a tent and um, uh, an A-frame tent. And you can either sew the bottom part to go into the dowels for it to connect, or you can use a stitch witchery. And I use stitch witchery because I, again, did not want to sew. <laughs> okay. Um, so what are the type of materials you probably work with the most? Um, hmm. I use a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of glue. <laughs> so my glue gun is, um, I should have said my glue gun is one of my like most used tools because I use that a lot for a lot of my projects. Um, so glue of any type, honestly, spray glue, glue stick, glue gun, um, E6000, all types of glue I use all the time. Um, yeah. Scissors. I think that's, <laughs> that's pretty much my go-tos. Okay. Um, does your husband do any making? at all um so he <laughs> when I do woodworking he's like my uh does this look okay does this look right is this size correctly is, is measurement like he's my go-to when I have to figure out okay am I doing the right thing with the measurements or is this gonna come out right if I measure it this way and is this end gonna look symmetrical he's my go-to for that he does some um projects himself but he's not of course like an avid worker as I am with it and um he he wouldn't take the time to do projects as often as I would like if he does a project it's going to be a really big project and then he'll take months off okay okay um so what would you say is your favorite part about being a like crafter, DIYer, maker? I guess just seeing how something is turned, like how nothing is turning into something. Just seeing the end result, I'm always, I kind of shock myself sometimes. I'm like, okay, I have this idea and I draw out my projects a lot so that I can go back and say, okay, if something goes wrong, where did it go wrong? Or that they look like how I envisioned at the end. And sometimes I'm like really like shocked, like, wow, I didn't expect it to look that good um, or come out that well. So I think just seeing how it ends up, that's what makes me love it so much. Like, and I'm kind of like 
frugal in a sense where like I'm like hmm, I like that I can make it myself and then now I'll make it myself and I'll go back and be like okay it looks like the picture or it looks like how, what I saw at the store that's like a perfect segue into my next question I was going to ask you where do you get uh like inspiration for a lot of your projects from so Hobby Lobby is like a gift and a curse to me because they have so many good like projects, so many good crafts, so many good, so much good decor in there that you want to buy everything. But I know that like one, I can do the same thing or I can make a replica of what it looks like or, you know, save some money and making it myself. So Sometimes I'll go into Hobby Lobby like, hmm, okay, what kind of home decor is in here? And then I'll go to the dollar store and I'll walk around the dollar store and see what items I can use from the dollar, the dollar Tree to make what I saw in Hobby Lobby. Okay. That's, that's definitely a good way of going about it. Um, I do something similar where I just like, if I'm at a restaurant or a store and I see a piece of furniture that I really like, like I'll just snap a picture of it with my phone and... Yep. They're like, all right, someday I'm going to make something that looks like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have an album full of pictures of um, let's do this one day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 16 months is still fairly new to being a mom. So what's your favorite part about being a mom? I think just seeing her progress every day, just how she just is growing every single day is just amazing to me like how she's just shaping into her own person how silly she is how like observant she is it just amazes me to see her grow every single day I think that's my favorite part and just being with her is just a joy honestly yeah when they're really when they're that little they learn so much like Almost so every fast. day. Yeah, so fast. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, where did you learn that? You weren't doing that yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you kind of already touched on this, but um, maybe there's a little bit more to get into about like how you're kind of like balancing it all, right? Balancing the full-time job. And I know you're crafting and DIYing like when you have time and um, your daughter. Um, but I guess maybe outside of just like scheduling, are there any tips and tricks you have learned on how to kind of keep that balance and not lose your sanity? Honestly, no, I just take it day by day. And, and my husband, he's such a good help. Like he's super supportive about like, okay, we're going to get the baby to bed and then I'm going to do a couple crafts tonight and then we can watch TV or talk or whatever um after I'm done but we always eat dinner together so that's kind of like our time after the baby's gone to sleep we eat dinner we talk and then I'm like all right I'm gonna craft or you know I'll craft I'll do this craft while we watch tv (laughs) kind of thing so I kind of try to juggle so that you know he doesn't feel neglected in a sense where I only craft or you know all my attention goes to the baby it is a, a it's a struggle every single day because it's just not enough time in the day to do everything that you want to do. But um, I make it a point to know that to myself, to know that my family is my first priority, of course, and then everything else is just an added bonus that comes in later where I can fit it in at. Um, Even like work, like 
I'm at work for 10 hours a day. And then when I leave work, work stays at work. And when I get home from work, I'm with my baby and my husband. And then when it's my time, that's just my time. So I don't have the secret formula. If anybody does, let them please reach out to me because <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have the the formula for that. But I do I will say that I don't let myself have like mom guilt where all of my time needs to go to my child or I feel bad for, you know, doing things while she's sleeping or, you know, or even if I need to do things while she's awake and my husband is with her, I don't make myself feel bad for that because I know that I'm a good mom and I know that nine times out of 10, my attention is to her all the time. So mm-hmm. if I need to pass while she's awake, not saying that she will let me because she's usually trying to climb up the steps to me or I hear her crying in my film to get to me. Um, I find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you kind of hit on a few key things there. A, yes, if anybody ever comes up with the formula, they will be rich. But um, <laughs> um, so like you said, your family comes first, you know, your daughter, your husband. Mm-hmm. But there's obviously got to be like a passion there for doing the crafting. Otherwise, you wouldn't be trying to do it in your spare time or when you have time available. So what do you feel like kind of drives that, that passion? So I think that because I'm not a person that can like paint or uh, make amazing like murals or something, I think that me crafting is the equivalent to that. Like I can turn something into something beautiful. And I think that's where the passion comes from. I love seeing my projects like come to, fruition in a sense like um and I love doing it like just if it's just something that I'm never going to use and I just like okay I want to try to do this and it comes out great I'm like wow I can totally do this like so I guess it's just like self-promotion like for for myself to say that I can definitely do this and it's not far out of reach for me so I think that's where the passion comes from okay do you have like other um, friends, other moms, you know, that kind of share that same passion? Not like I know, like I have like a mom group online that everyone crafts in and, you know, support each other in that. But I don't have like immediate friends where I can go to their house and they're like, hey, let's, uh, let's do this craft together. Let's collab on this craft. I don't have that um, type of group in my immediate, like, you know, area. Um, but I do have friends who are creative in their own ways where they, you know, they have t-shirt companies or they are photographers. And I think all of those are different parts of art and they all, you know, use it to make beautiful things. All right. Um, and yeah, I think that's somewhat the benefit of like kind of the social media platforms too, right. Of being able to maybe find that tribe of like-minded people Uh, people. yeah um all right so what do you let's see here what have you had any challenges you feel like you've had to kind of face slash overcome in the whole maker slash entrepreneurial world 
I guess just, I think my daily struggle is one, saying no, and two, kind of like getting the balance between like, yes, you're my friend, but yes, you're trying to order a service as well. And I think that's where I struggle because I'm always like, oh, am I going to charge too much? Did I charge too little? Am I like going to make a profit off of this or am I just doing it because they're my friend and I'm just, they're just paying me back for the materials kind of thing. So I think that's my main struggle now as to like, okay, where do I price my products or, you know, are they still going to want my product after I tell them the price? Yeah, that pesky like pricing thing. I think everybody struggles with it. Um, And it's, I mean, I know I've heard it from, you know, both women and men, but I, I do feel more so that women struggle a little bit more with it in the sense of like understanding their the worth of their skills I agree yeah I definitely agree. and I think women just pay attention more to like other people's feelings as far as like if someone will be offended or uh, you know just you know appalled at, at the price you're telling them I think women pay attention to that more than men. Men are just kind of like, well, you like it or you love it or you hate it. This is the price. And women, I think, are more like bending and compromising where we're like, okay, well, if that's not okay, let me know or, you know. And it should just be, this is the price. And if you want it, you do. If you don't, you don't. Right. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to Target or Walmart and saying you're not okay with the price and you want a different price. (laughs) Exactly. And... Also, like, you know, this is something, like, I've had to kind of start telling to myself, too, like, especially in the world, like, in the kind of creative entrepreneurial world, like, most of the time you're taking time away from your family to make this XYZ, and that's valuable time. Like, it's almost more valuable to me to have time taken away from your family, so making sure that you're putting things that you're like pricing it for the value of your time. And to your point, like, yeah. Yeah. And to your point, like people don't go into a store and question the price. Um, They should uh, have a respect, I guess, for the skills and for the time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. What do you hope that um, as your daughter starts getting older that she starts to learn from watching you kind of be this like badass who's managing it all? Um, I, I just want her to be happy and I want her to do whatever her heart desires as far as what she wants to be in life, what she wants to do in her free time. If we could be this like awesome mom and daughter duo doing crafts and woodworking that would be awesome too um so I I let her just be creative in whatever way she wants to be if she wants to draw and and color in a book that's okay if she wants to draw on the wall I'm okay with it her dad might not be but I think kids should just express themselves however they want while they're younger and I mean, not without restrictions, but not without restrictions. So I just let her be free to express herself and find what makes her happy and click and be creative. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
how, like, if you met another mom or just maybe just woman who wants to kind of tackle a new skill, like, you know, crafting, DIY, woodworking, um, but is hesitant to get started, what kind of words of encouragement or, you know, would you give to her? I think I would say start with where you're comfortable. Start with something easy that you know for sure you can do so that it's like a confidence builder. Like once you do something like, okay, well, I know how to do this. So, and I'll try to do this. Once it comes out good, you're like, oh, wow, that was super easy. And then you'll just keep building up from there to where things where you're like, all right, I don't know if I can do this. And if I don't, it won't be the end of the world, but I'm going to try it anyway. And then once you do it and it's, it's to your satisfaction, you'll be like, wow, what was I so afraid of to do it anyway? So I think just start off small and start with where you're comfortable. And then honestly, like who cares if you get it wrong or who cares if it's not right or if it doesn't look how you wanted it to look or, you know, it's, I, I say that crafting and DIYing and even woodworking, all of it is just trial and error. Like you, you just have to learn as you go because there might be one project that doesn't use one skill and then another one that uses a different skill. So you just learn, you keep, you just keep learning as you go. So I would say, don't worry about the criticism. Don't worry about it looking terrible at first. Like you can do it again and it will look better because you already did it once. Exactly. Um, and mistakes is how we learn. Exactly. And Pinterest is always a great reference because if you can think of something, it's already on Pinterest, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what were those kind of like, what things helped you build confidence as you were getting started? Honestly, I'm sti- I still work on confidence. Like, I have an internal battle like, oh my goodness, is this going to be okay? Is this going to look symmetrical? Is this going to, is this the right color? Am I picking the right angle? Like, I still work on that daily. It's a, it's a daily thing, but I don't put too much pressure where I, it's going to stop me from trying or uploading. Um, I haven't had any, like, I mean, I get like a thumbs down on my videos on YouTube and like that stuff doesn't bother me. Like bad comments don't bother me. I kind of like just, I'm like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And everything is not everyone's cup of tea. And at the end of the day, I'm still going to do what I want to do as far as crafting. And you'll either watch it or you won't. And, you know, there's trolls everywhere. So I don't let it get to me as far as like affecting my confidence or whatever. But I do, I think I'm my own like crit- critiquer. Like I'm, all, I'm, I critique my things way more than anyone else could ever. So by the time it gets to social media, I've already been like, even I'll send it to my husband, like, does this look okay? Or, you know, should I change the lighting on this to make it look different? So before it even gets to social media, it's gone through levels of critique. So once it gets to social media, it's kind of like, that's where I'm happy with it being. And I'm okay with anyone that has to say anything else about it. Okay. And I think you're absolutely right. We're all probably a lot harder on ourselves than anybody else is. Right. Um, all right. Are there any other like maker, crafter, DIY moms out there that you want to shout out? Um, I don't have anyone off the top, but 
I will say that I like um, Bargain Bethany. Her DIYs are like so crazy. <laughs> she made a, a like a tape, a living room table, a coffee table out of like Dollar Tree things, and it looked amazing. And I was like shook ever since. So awesome. she's definitely made me into a believer. Okay, awesome. All right, so if people are not following you yet, where are all the places they can find you on the interwebs? So on Pinterest, um, my first name, Kiara, my last name, Ransom, is on Pinterest. You can see all my pins that to all my projects. They, the links are there to go to YouTube. On YouTube, it is Kiara DIY what? So it's my first name, Kiara, C-H-I-A-R-A, D-I-Y-I what? on YouTube and on Instagram, it's the same care DIY way. Okay. Awesome. And I'll have links to all of that in the show notes so everybody can check you out and follow along. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It was a fun chat. Thank thinking of me. This is so much fun. Yeah. I like to interview about my past. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, that was Sierra with Sierra DIY What? Um, I had a great time talking with her and kind of learning more about her process and what she really likes to get into doing. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you want to follow along and be up on the Know Now with Maker Mom podcast, make sure you're following along on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom Podcast. That is where I will uh, share whatever news is going on. And also the link in the bio there lets you get to all sorts of places like the show notes for like this episode that will include the links on how to follow along with Sierra and all the other past Maker Moms that I've had on the show. Plus a direct link to Patreon if you want to become a patron and support the show and get all kinds of cool swag like getting a shout out at the beginning of the episode uh, the week after you join and also things like t-shirts and stickers and all kinds of fun things. So go check that out at Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram and until next week I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Music